Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Compass Group International, and welcome to my podcast. Today is going to be part two. So I'm recording this from Bangkok, Thailand, and it is a kind of a cloudy day today. And I want to talk about the cons six years later. So my first podcast, my update of six years being here in Bangkok, I really talked more about the pros. Now I want to talk about the cons. So have any of the cons changed since I moved here six years ago to now? And I'm going to address some very interesting things that have been on the news recently, earlier this year, like the huge smog problem here in Bangkok, where you know for one month uh, we had the second or third worst air quality in the world behind you know some cities in India and China. And then I also want to address uh, some new immigration uh, requirements and laws for expats, and some other things. And uh, there's not going to be a lot of cons because <laughs> there wasn't any really a lot of cons when I when I was first recording this or these podcasts six years ago to now. So let's address the very first thing, the most recent thing, which is the air quality. So earlier this year, I think it was like. February or March. I think it was February. It was a month. Of, it was a month of February. It was just hot here, and but the thing is, is that February is one of the most beautiful time of the year here. But for some odd reason, it was just hot, and we had no air going through the city or all throughout Thailand, and and obviously it didn't help, you know, because farmers, you know, in 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 Isan and up north. Uh, we're burning, and again, burning the rice fields. You know, obviously, they do that to turn the crops. So we had some horrible air quality. And you might have read it. You might have seen it on the news. To a point where the particle rate exceeded, far exceeded what the healthy standards were. So that was a big concern, and that is a big concern to a lot of people. But I want to address that. One thing about living in Bangkok. In a big, thriving city like this, that has hold on, I forgot what the population. I think it's like 15 million. So let's see, population of Bangkok. Let's see, so population of Bangkok right now is roughly, oh, I think it's about 10 million. <clears throat> well, back in. 2016, it was 8.2 million. Uh, so yeah, so we're roughly about 8.5 million people. That's a lot, of freaking people. That's a lot of people. When you think about, you know, maybe a place like, you know, Las Vegas has two million people. So we have a population of over eight million people here, and we have some of the worst traffic in the world. Because what happened was is that during the Tuxen. Uh, the first one, uh, the first prime minister that was basically uh, had a run had got chased out of the country and he lives in Dubai now. He imposed a rebate uh, to the Thai people that basically gave him a huge rebate if they bought a car. So it made it very inexpensive for Thai people to buy a car because Thai people don't make a lot of money. Your average Thai income is roughly about three hundred dollars a month. So he made it very affordable, and Thais love their car because owning a car, you know, it's it's a significant, um, it's a material piece of property that's significant. That's 
What's I, I'm at a loss for words right now. But basically, it means that I've got some money. <laughs> it's it's a bragging right to own a car. If you don't own a car, you're some poor scum. If you own a car, then you know you're you got some money. You're close to high so. So we have a lot of freaking cars here and a lot of motorbikes too, motorcycles. And the traffic here is horrible. I'll get to that in just a second, which is another con. It certainly got a lot worse from six years ago. So this smog that we had was horrible. It just kind of lingered. It didn't go anywhere. But it eventually went away, and it's fine. Our particle rate is down to healthy standards. It's fine. But here's the misconception that people have. So some people are like, oh, my God, I don't want to live in Bangkok or I don't want to live in Thailand. Because I don't want to die from lung cancer. Well, wherever city you live in, most likely there's a lot of pollution. Whether you live in LA or you live in New York or even Las Vegas, there's air pollution. Obviously not like here, but there's definitely, well, I don't know about LA is pretty bad. But there's definitely air pollution where you live. And I actually read a lot of the articles from health professionals when this whole thing was happening. And and I did more and I dug deeper as far as what the health effects were. So when you look at the health effects of really massively polluted cities like in China and India that are always polluted and it's really, really bad pollution, some of the worst in the world, air pollution only takes away two to three years of your lifespan. That's not a lot. I mean, come on, that's not a lot. A lot of you are drinking away and doing drugs and, you know, it's two to three years is not a lot. But the thing is, the way I look at it is, is that living in a place like Bangkok, like here in Thailand, okay, worst case scenario, I lose three years of my life, my lifespan. But I really feel that I'm gaining five to 10 years more of my life because of my worries and my stresses that I would normally have living in a Western country like the United States, I don't have those here. No financial worries, no worries about crime, no worries. I, I definitely, I am less stressed here. Without a doubt, the Thai people have a word for relax, it's called sabai. And I'm always sabai here. It's a great lifestyle. There's no stress. There's no worries. It's amazing. But yes, the other con is the traffic. Traffic here is horrible. I mean, it, it, it's worse than California being on the 405 during rush hour. I mean, anywhere. It takes you an hour to two hours. It's crazy. I, my girlfriend, she works. Her office on a regular day should only take about 25 minutes to go from, you know, from, from my condo. But there are times it would take an hour and a half just to drive 20 minutes. So that is a serious con. But here's the workaround is that if you're an expat like myself that's retiring here, living here, you don't need to have a car. Basically, when I walk out of my condo, I have everything that I need. I can walk to grocery stores. I have three great gyms right by me. I have, geez, 
hundreds of restaurants within walking distance. I have two major malls that I can walk to, north and south of, of me on Sukhumvit. I have movie theaters I can walk to, uh, Muay Thai gyms I can walk to. I have legitimate masseuses, not the rub and tug ones, but the legitimate masseuses that charge $7 an hour for a foot massage or full t- body Thai massage. There's so many of those everywhere. I don't have to really get in my car to go anywhere. I just walk to it. Plus, walking is more healthy. But then if I want to go elsewhere, I just hop into BTS, which is a SkyTrain. And I have this little card. It's called the Rabbit. And you basically put money in it. And then you just swipe it as you go through. And it just takes it off your card, just like a credit card. It's like a metro card in, in the cities that have transit systems in places like New York. It's very convenient. The, uh, the, the SkyTrain goes above all the traffic. I can get to anywhere I want. Like for an example, if I want to go to Chitlom and I want to go to the Paragon, go to MBK, go to Central World, if I were to drive and we've driven it, it takes an hour and a half to get from my condo to Central World. I get into BTS, 10 to 12 minutes. That's it. SkyTrain is amazing. So there are workarounds around these cons. Then the other con is comes down to new law for retirees. So if you're 15 above, you can you can apply for a permanent resident visa here. And but you still have to check in to the uh, check in to Thai immigration every 3 months, which is that's one of the inconveniences of it. So in addition to proof of funds, it's still roughly about thirty to fifty. It's about thirty thousand dollars you have to you have to put in the bank, or showing an income like a pension or something of roughly I think about three thousand dollars a month. If you have thirty thousand dollars, just put in bank. It stays there for a year in, in a Thai government bank. That's the easiest way to do it. But now, as of recent, because a high amount of retirees coming here and needing medical attention. The Thai government has imposed the law that if you are going to retire here and apply for resident visa, you have to have health insurance. So health insurance, you know, it's not that expensive. There are many, many carriers that can provide health insurance, but you have to have health insurance. So that is a new con. Other than that, that's really about it. Smog every once in a while, Traffic, which is horrible, pretty much 24-7. I mean, traffic is horrible Monday through Saturday between the hours of 6 a.m. to 12 (laughs) a.m. Sundays are a little bit better because, you know, many Thai people have Sundays off. Um, But it is definitely definitely a hassle driving and and i and i don't enjoy it it's a huge joke among thai people of how much time they spend in their car they call it their second house <laughs> but other than that that's really it for the cons i can't think of anything else i still love it here uh, my like you know as i mentioned my first podcast you know our condo you know it, there's only two of us it's two bedrooms it's perfect for us we don't need any more room we have everything we need we have a beautiful pool. We have a beautiful gym. 
And as I mentioned, you know, and I just reiterate from my prior podcast, my association dues have not changed. They have not increased from six years ago. I still pay $900 a year for my association dues. I mean, think about this. If you were in Turnberry Towers and you owned a one-bedroom condo, your association dues are probably 300 bucks a month. Uh, Lake Las Vegas, uh, the same exact thing. If you live in Lake Las Vegas, you buy one of those condos, you have two associations. You have to pay the Lake Las Vegas master, and then you have the association for whatever communities you're in. So wherever you live, you're paying some, you're paying at least 100 to $500 a month. Well, I paid $900 a year, and my building is spotless. And my utilities are a fraction of what they are in the United States. So it's... It's a wonderful place to live here. And so the cons are very, very, very small. It's livable. Because living here, like I said, is I, I'm, I'm healthier. I mean, I don't know if you see my pictures. You know, for those of you that may follow me on my Facebook page, which is Will Roadhouse, when I'm in Thailand, when I'm here, I'm happy. And I, and I work out six days a week because I have a gym downstairs or I walk to one of the gyms, uh, you know, that's very close to me. I eat healthy food. You know, I just made a recent post. Uh, you know, I was, it was after uh, a workout. I had two bowls of Thai noodle soup, and each one was $1.25. Normally, they're about a buck. So each one is a buck twenty-five, And I usually only order one, but I was a little hungry, so I ordered two. So on a normal day, I'm spending, let's just say, a dollar and a half for a meal. In America, what can you buy for a dollar and a half? You can buy small fries, you can buy a shitty taco, or a crappy burger, or a hot dog, something that is just not healthy, as fast food as processed. Here, I get home cooked, cooked to order meals for a dollar to dollar fifty. I'm healthier here, and I have access to excellent, excellent hospitals. And here's the other thing that a lot of people don't realize. Dentists. Oh, my God. It's like if you need any dental work, it is so effing expensive, not just in America, but especially like Australia and New Zealand, where I don't know if you knew this, but people from Australia, New Zealand, and the UK come to Thailand just for dental work. We are very well known for dental work here. It is so dirt cheap. So my dentist lives, or actually works, has an office right across the street from where I live. My teeth cleaning is about 28 bucks. That's it. I walk in, and no appointment necessary. They give me in and out in roughly about 45 minutes. And then I had to fill in some fillings uh, on my teeth uh, just from brushing too hard. And so I had some old fillings that were just, um, just you know, they just need to be refilled. And she's like, do you want to refill them? I was like, well, how much is it? She's like, $7 each. I'm like, what? I'm like, really? $7 each tooth? I need to get three tooth done. She's like, yeah, $7. In the United States, getting a filling, what, 100 to 200 each tooth? It's just, it's crazy here. There are people that I meet. Uh, so for an example, there's this very well-known dentist that bought the whole fifth floor of my building. And he actively markets, he has a huge dental facility. He actively markets to Aussies and Kiwis, so New Zealanders and Australians, 
to do their dental work in Bangkok. He basically tells them, it's like, for the amount of money I'm going to save you, first of all, you're going to get a free condo to live, to recuperate, so you can stay here an extra couple of days after everything's done, all your procedures are done, and you're going to save a bundle of cash. So I remember I was swimming in a pool, and I always meet Aussies, and they're like, and so that we get talking, they're like, oh, are you here for dental work too? I'm like, no. And I'm like, dental work? I'm like, what do you mean dental work? She's like, so this woman told me the whole story. So here's this woman, this old elderly woman with three of her friends, and, and they each have condos. And they're like, yeah. For an example, my dental work in Australia was going to cost me like $25,000. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I, I had to get everything redone. Here, it's going to cost me a fraction of that. I think it was like four or $5,000. And she's like, I got a free vacation out of it. I'm like, sweet. That's a great deal. I'm like, man, this doctor's cleaning up. And the reason I know he's cleaning up, because every time I'm walking out of my condo in the morning and afternoon, I always see his cars there, his shuttle buses to pick people up and shuttle them off to the dental clinic. So it is very inexpensive. And same with LASIK. My girlfriend just had LASIK done from one of the top doctors, top hospitals in Bangkok. She paid, let's see, how much was it? About $750. Full laser. Not, uh, you know, because you know that the cheaper LASIK, they still use a tool to cut your eye, which is still fine. But this is full, all laser. And she paid like $700. Yeah, $700. And now she's 2020 vision. And the follow-up is excellent. Everything here, that's why I keep saying there's just such few cons. I mean, I was talking to, you know, when I was back in the States and my dad were, you know, just in the backyard where, you know, I made some steaks uh, and we were just drinking some. My dad cracked open some, you know, some beautiful bottles of wine from his collection. And we're just talking and he's like, I should really look at that, you know, look at Bangkok because... He's like, I'm just surprised of how inexpensive everything is. And it seems like a really nice place to live. I said, yeah. I mean, my mom, you know, she's a different story. She loves the United States <laughs> because she can drive. There's no way in hell she can drive here. There's no way she can drive here. And uh, so she has a freedom to drive in, 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 you know, in Las Vegas. She knows where everything is. We're here. It is a little bit crazier. But my dad's used to that kind of crazy, so he doesn't mind big cities where my mom wants something more chilled. Uh, but my mom still loves it here because she loves the food. And let me tell you about something that's, that's, that I really love here. So Peking duck. So it's a roasted duck, but it's different because when you look at a typical roasted duck in any Chinese restaurant, it's about $20 to $30. But when you want to get Peking duck with the pancakes and the scallions and the hoisin sauce, you're looking at roughly about $50 to $100. I found this great Peking duck place in a place called K Village. I love K Village. It's a little outdoor mall. You can bring your pets. You can bring your dogs. It's awesome. And it's called An An, An Lao. So it's A-N-A-N-L-A-O. An An Lao. And they're Peking duck with pancakes. So in a nice, beautiful skin, they cut it, and you can put it on your pancakes, and then put the green onions on top and a hoisin sauce and roll it up. It's so savory and delicious. And a duck dish. You have a choice for like four to five duck dishes. I usually like to do the minced duck, and I eat it. Um, it's a lettuce wrap, so I eat it with lettuce. 
that whole combo meal enough for two people is nine dollars. No, no, ten dollars. Ten dollars. Isn't that it's ten dollars? And uh, I'm like, oh my god, it just. It's too easy just to eat so much good food. It's, it's really easy to get fat here. Uh, but good thing, you know, one way concrete that is because the access, the easy access to, to gyms, and it's still very reasonable to join a gym here. A wonderful gym that I joined, which is called Fitness 24-7, and it's a beautiful gym uh, and has all, necessity, all necessities. I don't need steam room, sauna, any of that BS. Uh, or running track. I just need weights. I need an area that I can do uh, Muay Thai training. So they have um, two bags. They have an area for CrossFit training. They have an area for body uh, body weight training. It's thirty bucks a month. Thirty bucks a month. And they're it's a German company. So Fitness Twenty Four Seven is from Germany, but they are popping up in many different places. Then so. I'm actually going to – I love to join new gyms. So prior to that, I was at We Fitness Society. Uh, that's closer to 80, 75 to 100 bucks a month. And then Virgin Active just opened in, in the BTS stop uh, Putawini. And it's right off the BTS stop. And this place is huge. I mean huge. It's two stories. Full running track and obstacle course, um, Muay, Ch- Muay Thai bags. I'm, I mean, the place and the pool with an it's an infinity pool. It's just sick. And I think they're having promotions right now for like 75 bucks a month. Uh, so I think I might be checking that out very, very soon. It just looks absolutely amazing. And again, what's amazing is I am less than a five minute walk to the BTS. I walk to the BTS, nice, comfortable train, and in about eight to ten minutes i'm at the gym and basically i get off the bts i walk down a skywalk make a left and turn right into act um to virgin active same thing with we fitness we fitness is very very much the same it's on ekamai and i get off an ekamai bts i just walk down the skywalk make a right and walk right into we fitness that's what's great because how many of you want or have gym memberships, but never go because you have to get in your car and drive. It's a huge pain in the ass. We're here. If I want a quick workout, my gym is open from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. I can go downstairs, do the necessities. They have free weights, an area for body weight training. They have all the, necess- all the necessities when it comes down to cardio equipment, and they have a pool. But when I, re- you know, when I want something quick, I just go down there. But if you want to work out at a gym, there are three gyms I can walk to, which is amazing. So I'm trying to think if there's really any cons. I know I keep talking about a lot of pros, but it's very hard to think of anything else. I mean, I never feel lonely here. Even before having you know my girlfriend, I never felt lonely here. I meet a lot of very interesting people, a lot of nice people, a lot of people that are very intelligent, very well-traveled. And... I'm just never bored. How many of you have just kind of sat there in your home and like you're like, I am so effing bored right now. I am just, oh my God, I hate my life because I'm so bored. Those words have never uttered out of my mouth here in Bangkok because I always have something to do, as I mentioned. For an example, 
New run movie. Any new run movie. Uh, super inexpensive. So major theaters, which is like, you know, it's, it's a huge theater chain like Regal. Like on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they have specials. $3 new movies or $3 movies. And then for refreshments, large popcorn in the States, $9 to $12. Here, $1.50. Drinks, $1.50 or dollar for a large one. Bottled water, 25 cents. <laughs> so it's not breaking the bank. I mean, it's so funny because I remember uh, I went and saw a movie uh, in Las Vegas. I was at Red Rock Station, at Red Rock Casino. And this family of four in front of me, uh, I was buying refreshments uh, because I had a coupon for free small popcorn. And uh, this family was in front of me. They're like, the dad's like, oh my God. Did we just really spend that much for popcorn and drinks? It was insane. I think they spent like 35 or like 35 bucks. In addition to paying, I think it was $10 per, per ticket for the movie. So their night for the movie, no, that's not right. It was like 25 bucks for the refreshments. It's like 25 bucks. But still, they, they paid about 60 to $70 for going out to the movie and didn't even do dinner. That's crazy. We're here. It's nothing like that. Nothing's going to break the bank. Yes, we have our one to two Michelin star rated restaurants, but also we have one star Michelin rated restaurants where like Hawker Chen, which is famous for his soy sauce chicken, and he has a restaurant at the Terminal 21 Mall, which is the cheapest Michelin starred rated plate of food in existence which is $2.50. <laughs> it's excellent. There's a lot of those, like Din Tai Fun, which is a famous dumpling restaurant out of Taipei, uh, which is a one-star mission-rated restaurant. We have many of those here in Bangkok. Uh, there is another amazing Southern Thai restaurant that my girlfriend took me to, and it's at the Megabung Na, uh, which is where the IKEA is, and it's a new and up-and-coming area. And uh, it's and again, one-star mission-rated restaurant. It's it was incredible how freaking spicy, but how good this food was. It's like, have you ever been in a restaurant where you're like, oh my god, it's so hot, it's so spicy. I mean, you're sweating and you're drinking water or beer, or whatever, and but you just can't stop eating because it's so freaking good. That's the way this restaurant was, and it, it's so funny because. My girlfriend's looking at me. I'm like sweating and I'm, I'm going through like four or five bottles of water. She's like, geez. And I told them, uh, not so spicy. I'm like, oh my God, I wonder what spicy would have been. But next time we go back, we're going to tell them no spicy. <laughs> so that might be medium spice. But it was an amazing restaurant. And for both of us, we ordered four, uh, four plates, uh, four dishes. And I think it was like uh, 20, it's like 20, 25 bucks. With, uh, with, I had a couple of beers, a whole bunch of bottled water. Still very inexpensive. I mean, and again, it's a one-star mission, mission rated restaurant. 25 bucks? I mean, come on. You can go to Joe Robichon, you know, his atelier, which is a one, his, his, his smaller end, um, you know, restaurant. And that's 100 bucks per person. So lots of bargains here. So I think that is about it. I can't think of anything else that's a con. And 
all I can say is I'm going to leave you with this. I am going to have, I'm making more of an effort to have more of these podcasts about this wonderful country called Thailand and why I love it here. And I'm going to educate you as much as I can. I'm not doing this because I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just doing this because of my love for this country and I want to share it with you. I want you to be able to open your eyes to other places that you have the freedom and the financial freedom to live like a king other than Latin America. There's nothing wrong with Latin America, but I want to give you different options and show you what places in Southeast Asia have. And a place like Bangkok or some of the beach cities like Patian Jom Tim. I mean, think about this. Okay. If you want to buy, if, if you look at most coastal, any coastal city in the United States, a one-bedroom condo with an, with you know, a peekaboo ocean view or within walking distance of the ocean, you're looking at at least 100, 150 to 200,000. And those condos are low rise, old building, 15, 20, 30 years old. No nice facilities, nothing. We're here in Patian Jom Tiem, which are big, thriving cities, not like some little shitholes like you see like in you know in Latin American countries that have like 5,000, 10,000 people. I mean, these are big, thriving cities with movie theaters, mega malls, everything that you want. You can buy those one-bedroom condos fully furnished in a brand new freaking building. They start like 50 grand. Fee simple, title to you. Thailand... Without a doubt, and especially in a city like Pattaya and Jom Tiam, have the best bang for your buck if you want a condo by the beach. There is no other, no other places, no other countries, and I've been to many countries, coastal countries. In Costa Rica, if the cheapest one-bedroom condo that's within walking distance of the beach, you're still looking at 100 to 100 and a half, and these are run-down shacks that are like 20 to 30 years old. I mean, they're just pieces of shit with no facilities whatsoever. But you're looking at 50000 50, to $100,000 depending on your location and view and the size. Everything is furnished. All you have to do is bring your clothes. They even, have, they even furnish with toothpaste, toothbrush, soap, uh, dishes, cookware, everything you need. Just bring your freaking clothes. That's all you need. And then the association dues in these smaller condos like in Petya Jump Tim, you're looking at about $20 to $30 a month. And then you just pay it annually. And the reason I know this is because I have a beach condo in Jump Tim. I am walking distance to the beach, the beautiful beach. I am next door to one of the most famous seafood restaurants called Pupin. And it's dirt cheap. I have a peekaboo ocean view. It's just great. I mean, how many of you have always dreamed about living by the water, but you can't afford it? Well, here in Thailand, you can. And what's great about Pattaya Jom Tam is it's close to Bangkok. And here's a really, really great thing about, about Pattaya and Jom Tam. So the Thai government is going to build a high-speed rail system from Suwanaboom Airport, which is our main airport in Bangkok, that's gonna take you directly from the airport to Pattaya. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. 
And you, so that's why I tell people, if you want to buy something, you better buy it now because when that, when that high-speed transit system goes in, all the real estate is going to, is going to start to skyrocket. So that's why I have investors. You know, we go down and, and we buy quite a few of them. They have on-site property management. They generate income. But yeah, it just the whole country is full of bargains. The whole country is full of bargains, and it's a wonderful place to live. So thank you so much for joining me. Stay tuned for more podcasts. We're going to talk about more stuff, more interesting things, more places uh, that I've, I've ventured off to. Like I've been to uh, Isan. I've been to uh, kind of check out some of those regions up north. I've been to Ayutthaya. I, I, I want to uh, share with you what some of the more tourist traps are, how to avoid them, what are the best times to go. So... There's a lot. There's a lot of me talking about. And it's not just going to be about Bangkok, but really the focus is going to be Bangkok, Pattaya, Jeong Tam, because these are the three cities that I know, because these are the three cities I own real estate in and I live in. And I, so I don't want to, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to bullshit you and give you all sorts of information about Phuket, Koh Samoy, or Chiang Mai when I don't live there. You know, I visit those places, and, and there's a reason why I don't own property there, which I will share in another podcast. So thank you so much for joining me, and I'll talk to you soon.